Well, welcome back to the recap, where we are unpacking messages from the weekend. And this week, we are unpacking Pastor Brian, our Global Senior Pastor's message. We are in this together, both a sort of a two-part series. And today, I'm joined by none other than Miss Angela Buckley, the Hillsong College Australia Principal. Hi, Angela. Hi. It's so good to be with you, Alan. So pumped to have you here. So we've been, um, we, we've, we've now seen Pastor Brian's series, right? Um, you know, thoughts and ways. And the last two messages were about, we're in this together. Uh, it's an incredible series. Um, and he's been talking about unity over the last two weeks. And uh, it's been a timely message, you know, I, I would say for our church, but I think genuinely believe it's been a timely message for the church as a whole, this idea of unity. I just want to know just off the bat, how have you been loving these messages? How, how has it impacted you personally? Has it been challenging for you? Has it been insightful for you? What's it been like for you? Well, I just think our pastor is such a genius uh, shepherd. Like he just gets his finger on the pulse of what's going on uh, across the world in churches, but everywhere, really, and wherever there's people. And he he brings up these subjects that actually are so vital to keeping as cornerstones in the church, as believers, as Christians. And unity is one of the things that has marked the church. It's not about we're all exactly uniform and the same. But the idea around unity is such a pivotal part of being a Christian that I am so glad that he has kind of just dove right into the deep end and gone for it. Has there been anything in the messages for you that you've gone, oh, you know what? I didn't really necessarily see that or I, I didn't maybe look at it that way before. Like, was there sort of a fresh insight for you in hearing these, these series? Um, gosh, I've been in church for so long, I think 45 years, 22 years in our church. Um, I don't know if there's been a new thought, but I think it's been great to talk about again. It just brings it to the surface. Uh, But one of the things that I love about unity and something that Pastor Brian was talking about is he talked about um, the idea that you don't fluke unity. And when he said it, it was like, oh, God, it's so true. You, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't just happen because you want it. It doesn't just happen because it's a God idea. It doesn't just happen because it's kingdom. It actually is something you have to fight for or contend for or go after or be intentional about. Um, and honestly, in my own life, I've had to really go, I want to be unified. I don't want to be out there doing my own thing. I want to be aligned with the church. I want to be aligned with the word of God. And it is something you don't fluke. And it's something we need to look after. I, I think that's so interesting that you bring that up, especially this idea of not fluking it. You know, you, you kind of have to fight for unity. You have to work towards unity. Now, sometimes the hard work for some people can seem like an indicator that, you know, well, we just disagree and we're not going to be unified here. But from what I'm hearing you say, and I think is the heart of the message is when you find those points of maybe disagreement, that's actually the time where you do have to fight for unity. And so how, Angela, how would someone take steps towards contributing to unity, even if there's some disagreement? Because, because that's the real kicker, isn't it? Is how do you, how do you create unity when you might not see eye to eye on everything? Well, I think one of the things even Pastor Brian talked about was humility. And humility is not popular. It's not easy. It's not human nature. It's not something I love, you know, to to put myself second. Or, you know, I think Mm. somebody said that real humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. 
Right. You know, I, I, it could be C.S. Lewis. I don't know. Anyway. Just, um, just pin it. Just say it is. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when it comes to humility, it's about unity is more important than me getting my views front and center. And I think when it comes to relationship, you know, I'm married, but when it's in marriage, sometimes, you know, my husband might have a view or a thought on something and I know I'm right. <laughs> but it's like, okay, is being right more important right now? Or is us being unified important? And there are times where my views need to be heard. And there are times when I need to go, you know what, actually, this needs to be talked about. But I think we also need to go if it's always I need to be heard, if it's always my way or the highway, something's not healthy there. Where are you actually allowing um, yourself to be hum humble in an area? And so I think you need to kind of weigh it out and manage that. I do think that's part of the, the journey. Yeah, that's brilliant. I've heard it said, um, you know, sometimes you can be so right, you're wrong. Um, so there's definitely, you know, in play with all this dynamic. So when, when we talk about topics like this, like when we talk about unity um, and hearing messages like it, um, if we're honest, sometimes our minds can be tempted to kind of go, oh, yeah, that person needs to hear this, you know, mm -hmm. or that group of people really should listen to this message. Um, I, I know I've done that before, and I, I think it's just very human sometimes. But the best thing to do with messages like this is to, is to look inward and go, God, you know, for me, is there anything that I'm not in alignment with you, you know, and, and, and is there something in this message that I need to look at? Um, I think sometimes people, like you said, they think in, you know, they, they're doing the right thing by uh, acknowledging something or saying something or doing something. And they genuinely believe they're doing the right thing, but maybe it's the wrong method. Maybe it's the, it's the wrong way of going about it or vice versa. You know, um, how, how can someone tell if what they're saying or doing is contributing to unity or actually pulling things a little bit more apart? Like, what would you say to someone who genuinely thinks they're doing or saying the right thing, but it might not actually be the right way of going about it? Well, I think, first of all, you need to have, you need to be in community. You know, mm -hmm. you need to be in community. Now, in this season, community is still happening. It's happening online. It's happening in connect groups. It's happening in relationships. Um, but normally, if we're rubbing shoulders physically with people, we're around people. Um, when you're saying things, are people moving away from you consistently or are they moving towards you? And who are you attracting? I think, you know, the old saying is you, who you are is what you attract. What kind mm. of people are you attracting? Are you attracting people who are only um, aggressive and anti-everything? I remember um, hearing it said, you know, be more about what you're for than what you're against. And there is something not that you, it's not that you can never be against anything. That's not the spirit of it. It's if everything you say is what you're against, if everything you talk about is what you're not into and what you don't like about this and what you, what you want to see changed, if that's all you ever do, you're not promoting unity because we need to be more about what we're for than what we're against. And so I think that's part of that process, but also you need to have people in your life that are honest with you. Um, you know, and if what you are building is not actually building the church, is it helping? Is it helping? I think, I think those kind of things are good to ask yourself. You know, Alan's, you talked about um, unity in, in the sense of how do you know if you're unified? I think we have the Holy Spirit. 
Honestly, mm-hmm. I feel like we look so much to everything external and even mental, but the Holy Spirit is constantly trying to build unity. He is unity personified because the, the triune God is unified. And, you know, Father, Holy, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we have to know that they are so working well together because they are unified. And, you know, when we talk about it, we have the Holy Spirit as an umpire in our hearts. We know when we are not building, but we're tearing down. And I think if we're just honest, personally, we know straight away if we're building or tearing down. Everything you're saying is, I think, so helpful and practical, especially if you're trying to navigate this topic of unity, you know, like, how do you know when you see it? And um, a question, it might seem a little bit left field, but what do you think the role of love is? in this idea of unity, you know, can, can you have unity if you don't first have love for, for the people that you're trying to be unified with? Like what, what's actually the role of loving one another? Like Jesus instructed his disciples, you know, and said that that's what we're going to be known by. Um, is it a prerequisite? What, what's the role of it uh, in Gosh, all of this? That's a great question. I haven't really even thought of that before, but I mean, obviously everything about us has to be marked with love, but love is not wishy-washy and love is not soft and and a doormat love it can be fierce and it's loyal and it's passionate but at the same time it it knows how to um what's the bible talk about when it talks about love it's you know it doesn't put its own rights above someone else and it's not self-seeking it's not you know um it's long suffering it's all these things but love is obviously a part of the thread it's not i don't you know i don't know if you can even um pull love out of unity it's kind of like it's it's bonded together so i think it's definitely a part of it um but it's not the only thing it's so many things yeah that's a great thought yeah um a passage of scripture that um pastor brian actually referenced which is it tends to be a staple passage you know on the topic of unity, which is psalm 133 psalm 133 verse 1 behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity for there the lord commands amen commands it's a a commandment of god that where people are unified there'll be blessing there the lord has commanded the blessing life forevermore so god's thoughts and god's ways he thinks that unity is paramount Uh, how do i know that because of the tenor in the context of scripture he thinks unity is paramount and his ways are to promise blessing wherever unity exists. Not just blessing for the church collectively, but I believe blessing for the people of his church who contribute to a unified church. I believe blessing for you as well. And as we kind of land this uh, today, Angela, I was just wondering, could, could you describe almost maybe prophetically um, what could or what would that blessing look like for a unified church right now? Like if the, if the church really rallied around unity, what would that blessing look like right now for us? Well, I think blessing carries momentum. It carries a godly, like what's on the head. The Bible talks about the anointing on the head, you know, in the old Testament, um, it was referred to as oil and it would, fall from the very top down to the very bottom to the feet 
it's signifying the body of Christ and what's on the head rolls down through the body. And it's so powerful because unity is actually like the fragrance of heaven. And if we realize that unity is something worth a healthy fighting for, in other words, it, it doesn't get fluked. We have to be guardians over it. I think when we talk about the blessing of it, it's God is well and truly in this place. There is blessing, grace, abundance, um, momentum, forward movement. There is um, God's handprints over everything. And I think we'll also find peace. Um, we'll find this idea around energy. And, and I think also the idea of um, the fire of God in the house. And I, I think it's something we do have to um, make sure that we are guardians over because the world needs to look at the church and see that we are different. We can be diverse and unified and we can have our differences and our ideas and thoughts. And, you know, but when it's all said and done, we are unified around Jesus. We are passionate about him and his kingdom. And we are a part of that. And we're a part of the answer. So to me, unity is beautiful and it's, the grace of God and the goodness of God. But I don't think you can actually just say it's this. It looks like this or it feels like this. But you know when you're in unity and you know when you're not. And when we're in unity, I believe we get the grace and the goodness and the blessing. And you can't, um, you can't dispute it. And so I would say that for me is what unity it produces. That's brilliant. And the grace and the goodness of God. And uh, I think all of us, after hearing this series, we we kind of rallied around that, rallied around our pastor and just went, we hope to see this, you know, really, really uh, come into fruition and not only in our church, but in that church. And so um, thanks again for jumping on the recap and unpacking this message with us. And uh, if you're watching or listening, and you haven't actually caught uh, the message series by our global senior pastor, Pastor Brian, uh, thoughts and ways and the last two messages we're in this together. You can catch them on YouTube, on our YouTube channel, brilliant messages and, and messages that are for us right now. So make sure you catch those. Again, my name is Alan and this was Angela Buckley. Thanks again, Angela, for joining us. And this has been The Recap. We'll see you next time.